Hello and welcome everyone to the Reader Copy Podcast, a comic podcast about comic books. It is Wednesday, August, is it 31st? Is there August 31st or is it stop at 30? Uh, my guess is there is a 31st. It is? I'm going to say. Okay, August 31st. I'm joined by my co-host, Daniel. Yes, welcome everyone to the podcast. You know what day it is. You're listening to this. I have no idea. You Still know, don't know. Do you know the trick with the, your knuckles? You pound it? No. What? Because well, like... You go like um, January is the first knuckle. Yeah, yeah I know this and rule. And then yeah. in between is February, and then the second knuckle is March. And all the knuckles have 31 days. The thing is, you don't know, like there's like a special trick. It's like when you get halfway, you're, are you supposed to do one twice and then go backward? Is that it? I, there's some rule where like a lot of people get the second half of the year wrong. Okay. And I'm part of that boat because I always get it wrong. <laughs> it's um, either like at, when you get to the pinky yeah. knuckle, you go again or you, you skip one or something like is that. July 31st? I think June is the one that's 30. So yeah, I think so July is... and August have 31. Now I'm skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> you know what friggin' day it is. Okay, yeah. Um, Because it's, it's borderline. So I don't want to say the wrong month because it could be September. <laughs> <laughs> Totally different. So if not, only we had a device that could look this up. It's in front of us right now <laughs> as we're speaking into the mic. That's too many clicks. It's like, if I got to click like three times, like, no, forget it. I'm not even, I'll just be wrong. Yeah. The calendar, I, I get stuck on there for a while where I get in like, am I in a week right now? And then I have to shift over to this one and then oh, I'm on the wrong day. Yeah. When uh, when you do look at like a, like your Google calendar, mm -hmm. what view do you use? Is it like the month view, the week view, the day view? Default one is is month view. That's what I go with usually. Just uh, that's really? what I like to do. Would you do a week? I do by the day. By the day, yeah. really? Like so, you're you're swiping that much to get to your event that you I need to get to. Yes, yeah, day. yeah. Well, like if I need to look ahead, I'll switch views. But default is by the day because I have a lot of like meetings and things that I'm not necessarily involved in but I need to know when they're happening. Okay. I think the thing is you, the way your life is set up, I yeah. believe you have one calendar, right? Like you just have your Google calendar. I have like five, four calendars I have to look no, at I and have, they're all like kind of dispersed. I have like 50 calendars I look at. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. But they're all, they're all under Google. They're right, all Google that's what calendars. I, mean. I have like four apps I have to like look at. Why gets, Why you have so, Why can't you just put them on the... the so that I have like my personal one and then I have... Like my have, work one, I have to have. I have to have multiple ones. Okay. This is the way my work is set up, like with like clients and things. So I understand um, having multiple work calendars, but your personal calendar. I mean, what are you doing? You don't need a calendar. I forget birthdays. <laughs> like I literally forget. Have no idea whose birthdays went. Oh, I yeah, I, I gave up on knowing that. So you just don't even say hello or whatever. <laughs> you just like on their birthday, you just like forget it. You know, it's your birthday. I let make sure someone else tells me that it's someone's birthday on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you just wait for that. Yeah. What about the? I always find annoying with people that say "Happy Birthday" on Facebook. Oh yeah. That's the it both ways. The people that say "Happy Birthday" to somebody, it's like someone's gonna say it anyways, and it's just like you're putting in the effort really for, for every single person's birthday. And then if you're telling me "Happy Birthday" on Facebook, I'm mm -hmm. thinking like now I have to reply to you, and it's like an extra burden. It's it, so. It, what do you do? You like text it if you really want to say "Happy Birthday." Yes, that's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. It, and you know, I feel like that's if it's family, it's on the phone. Like I'll just say "Happy." birthday oh but, you'll call yeah that i think it's special if it's like immediate family right mm, okay when we were living apart i would call you on your birthday and like it's your birthday good for you i mm, 
okay. I guess you're better than I am. I'm probably just going to text. Even immediate family? Yeah, because honestly, like, I don't think communicating through text is less personal. I feel like... I think it is. That, well, it probably is, but I feel like everyone just texts now that it's accepted. That's true. And that's for like people that I like that are outside of my immediate family. I'll text them. So it's that's the one layer breached down. And that's not that many people. So that's what yeah, I'm at. Honestly, like I, I probably if I, I just won't even say happy birthday to anyone. To be fair, <laughs> it's a, it's it's across the board. Yeah, so no one, I'm not favoring anyone. Okay, okay, and I guess that's fair to everybody, and people get the vibe of you, mm-hmm. Christopher. You know what I, I find weird. I get a lot of this because I'm, I guess I'm at that age where a lot of my friends have kids, right? And they'll make a post on Instagram or something. Yeah, like, happy sixth birthday. Jacob, whatever their kid's name is, whatever. And then all the other friends will be like, oh, happy birthday, Jacob. And in my head, I'm like, Jacob's not going to see that. He doesn't have an Instagram. (laughs) And you're... The person that posted it is the one that needs the attention. Well, I mean, they put the effort of having a kid and this is what they did it for, just to have uh, something to post. Okay, yeah. Throw your kid a party <laughs> and that shows that you love them. I guess. I don't know. I, I my, my friend group is not that old enough yet where okay. they're having kids. People are getting uh, married and that's, that's kind of weird to me, like the, the early ones. All right. Yeah. I'm 10 years ahead of you. So I'm, I guess I'm 20 years later than, <laughs> than I should be. I don't know. All right, uh, got we, another great show. Oh, yeah, we have a we have a podcast. So we we we. Oh, this is our married. baby. This is our baby. Yes, we're nurturing it together. We're co-parenting this podcast. Right. This baby is it, it's like walking now. It's talking oh. and uh, it's eating solid food. It, what is like each episode is like a day, so it's like two hundred. We're on two hundred. That's like it's each couple episode months. a day. No, if, I'm not. If, if I'm going by what are you what are you going by? We've been doing it for three years. Oh, so three years. Oh, just the whole life of the thing. Okay. Yeah. Almost, three, almost years. three years. We're in the terrible twos right now. Okay. Okay. Is that talking by then? I have no, I know I have a kid, like I just said. <laughs> it's talking, but you don't understand. It doesn't, it, you don't want to listen to what it's saying. Goo gaga. Okay. No, I think it's, it's just like, um, um, uh, I guess that's how we sound. <laughs> uh, sure. <laughs> uh, why don't you try to talk like a child and explain how the show works? Here at the Reader Cup, you <laughs> We split up into three bits. First up, we'll run down the comic <laughs> books news. And that came in this week. In the middle, we'll talk about a comic book. This time, we're doing Wildcats. At the end, we'll talk about our side stories. We're in watching, reading, entertainment we've taken in this week. All right, let's get into the news. Not much to talk about. A light week, this one, for the news. Yeah. Um, first off, we're still delaying movies. In this day and age, yeah. I don't think it has to do with COVID, though, with this one. Yeah, I feel like we're we're, we're at a steady space with our, our movies not getting delayed with the pandemic. It's more or less just drama behind the scenes or... Uh, also shifts in ownership. Yeah, over at DC Comics, DC Warner Brothers Drama Comics, uh, they <laughs> oh have God. delayed Aquaman two, and they, it's moved from March of next year to like when it like the summer or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then um, Shazam, which was supposed to come out this year, now moves to March of next year. They said the spot that was Aquaman two, right? It's taking that spot now. Yeah, everything got pushed back one movie spot. Uh, for these two movies specifically, are you peeved about it? Do you even care? No. <laughs> uh, I just felt like they're gonna come where they're gonna come. They're like the fun movies on the DC I'll block. Say, like Shazam, I'm not. I think it's not gonna be as good as the first one, but I, I would want to see it. Why is that? Uh, Shazam more than Aquaman too? Yeah. Oh, really? Because I would like. Way. 
Shazam won more than Aquaman won. Oh, uh, I guess Aquaman. Uh, yeah, Shazam was like more of a stable movie, and yeah. Aquaman had a lot going with it that kind of messed too things much. up too much. Yeah, a lot yeah. of moving parts. I I was surprised that to hear that um, Shazam was even coming out this year. I didn't even know that. <laughs> Well, yeah. Are you, what was it in the trailer? Like Helen Mirren and the, the new gods, or yeah, the old gods are fighting. Know what the real plot is? Yes. Uh, so I, yeah, we can't, we're not too excited about it. Yeah, but I, I'd rather see it than Aquaman too. Um, I Flash is also coming out next year. I wonder if that's gonna reset things and change things for these movies maybe that's why they had to push it back but am i excited for this that's still connected to like snyder verse stuff not really i was really curious what was the reason i thought it could have been batgirl maybe batgirl because we're totally full stop canceling that yeah maybe they had really had to rework some things maybe batgirl played a more of a intricate part of the web mm. of dce we didn't know about but it was just not working with the plans you're going out after all of this so mm. just cut that stuff out rework things or their new plans, they have to add stuff into these movies for the shift to be smoother. Okay. Uh, either way, I feel like they shouldn't have done any of that. I should have really? just get these movies out there and then make new stuff. You're saying like, just get rid of these, like just release it so we can stop talking about it. Hey, us as a world, as as you as a company, let's uh -huh. just watch these movies and be done with it. It's Let like an obligation. <laughs> It's an, like you, you gotta get these through, and let's make something, some art afterwards, some really great. <laughs> let's I, get to the, the the Joker twos. Yeah, I mean those uh, side things. They're gonna, mm. I think they're gonna be great regardless. Yeah, but I still won't believe in a good connected universe for the DC properties. It's it's out there. It's maybe they don't have to copy Marvel uh, word for word, uh -huh. but there's something out there. They just stumbled the first time around. Yeah, I I heard a rumor that like um, one. One of the executives over at Warner Brothers didn't want to release a Snyder cut. Oh, really? Why? Because that kind of gave momentum for I'm I'm guessing like these movies to continue and like I think it gave fans false hope that um the, these characters are gonna last and have good movies. <laughs> <laughs> have good movies. Well, those fans that wanted this, they thought the other movies were good. Well, I mean, like I feel like Snyder, this Justice League Snyder cut was good. It was, yes, I agree. But uh, but then you get like you know Wonder Woman eighty four. True. Yeah. So it's it's not always gonna be good just because it's the same characters. Yeah. Uh, gave them false hope and this Snyder universe momentum train keeps going on yeah russian hackers are <laughs> making memes to get the snyder cut to exist i i don't know exactly the dates that um the order the movies come out in if it's I, i'm pretty sure shazam is going to be the movie after black adam yeah black adam comes out oh, this yeah. october mm -hmm. and then it'll probably be shazam and then after that i'm not sure if it's um aquaman or flash first mm -hmm. but i whichever one is the later one my guess is that's the last one in the snyderverse well if i think i feel like it's got to be flash if that's gonna supposedly reset everything that's yeah. the whole Think point of the movie, mm -hmm. and uh, maybe it's, since they invested so much of it, and it's like it sounds like really good reviews, like yeah. early watchings, that you know they want to finish this phase with a bang. Phase, you know, they, if they have phases at DC, this is just one long phase. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think you're right. The Flash movie is supposed to kind of reset things, and it sucks that um, it lands on the shoulders of Ezra Miller. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that whole scenario, it's just really cropping out for DC. Like they they invested so much in Ezra 
and still like more allegations are coming about mm-hmm. like about like robbery of like alcohol or whatever. Yeah, and he's in like rehab now, some specialized rehab. Yeah, they are like uh, so they are getting rehab, and I guess it's rehabilitating his image, the, the, their mm-hmm. image for them to release this movie. And I do still don't think he's gonna. They're gonna do press. Warner Brothers, man, they banked on Ezra Miller twice in in, oh, twice. in oh. Flash and in a Fantastic Beast yes. franchise, and man, he just crapped on both of them. <laughs> Fantastic Beast was that his fault? I still don't know if it if it was Ezra Miller's fault, but well, I mean, like he is not a big part of this recent one. Like they definitely like lowered his role. And was was that because they saw Ezra I Miller think, like their uh, their projection of I how think the, so. the career is going? Yeah, and I think maybe Warner Brothers is like, well, he's not the star of Fantastic Beast, but he is a star of Flash. So let's give him more time working on Flash than than the Harry Potter stuff. Oh, so maybe that's why his role was less but i i think honestly i like i like his character in the harry potter stuff and, and the fact that they used him less and they highlighted other characters more i think made the movie not as good i bu- yeah i don't i felt like that his character was kind of to the side for me already i didn't yeah. i didn't like the character that much i get it he's like the key to everything like the power the power source of whatever this is right but i cared more about the the protagonist i thought that was the fun part okay and they leaned more into the darker side of things in the latest movie yeah yeah they tried to i think but it wasn't a success no it was confusing with so many faces for this one character yeah so the flash movie though there's i think it's still not a guarantee it's gonna be released right even though they say it's gonna come out i i bet if one more bad thing happens surrounding ezra miller they might pull the plug you think uh there'll be too much bad press on them or i mean really like what are they what are they losing well i mean i'm sure they wanted to do multiple movies after this with him i could believe that yes but if if something happens and they can't use him anymore i mean what do you do i think you'd just stop there but for this flash movie i think just release it i mean really what are you losing i i still don't get why we canceled that girl yeah that i don't understand and i heard they are gonna do like special screenings for it but oh. it's only like wb people we all like 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 in the house yeah oh that's strange i wonder what that I th- honestly i think it's just to please the people that worked on it oh just to be like okay it's not gonna be unseen but it's not gonna go public either that's still not enough that's that would uh make me see sitting in the theater watching my movie that's not getting released right right yeah and then i wonder if they're like completely finishing it like doing the effects and editing it or is it just gonna be like a raw cut yes because if they do finish it why not release it (laughs) that's my whole thing okay like maybe cg does cost a lot like maybe that's a big chunk of the Mm -hmm. budget yeah and they didn't finish that yet so maybe that's not worth finishing at that point yeah but if like the movie's done i really don't get like what bad press are you getting if by not releasing it right and it was gonna go to streaming anyway so it's not like it was gonna be this big undertaking to send it out to all these theaters yes so if you were the head of dc you're the you're you're the okay i'm zaslav the zaz okay what would you do for both of these for batgirl i guess you don't know what the whole story is but uh would you even care about continuity or would you release the movie like what's the move oh if i'm zaslav right now zaslav yes or no the movie's getting released i'm releasing shazam and aquaman 2 today today i don't care if it's done because i want to get rid of it (laughs) those two okay flash we're releasing tomorrow So it comes later. It's a cousin, right? Yeah, yeah. I need a it's gotta be an order. separate day. Come on. Oh. Um, and then I'm starting the new 10-year plan <laughs> over the weekend. You're not even mentioning Batgirl. You're not. Are you releasing? 
What's Christopher Nolan doing? Let's get him on the phone. <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> um, you know how they said they're looking for like their own guy to really control everything? They're Kevin Feige, if yeah, you will. Yeah, they're, they're Feige guy. Yeah. There was talks of um, the guy that kind of does that for the CW universe. Is that a Greg Berlanti? Yeah. Okay. They're they're considering him for a while. And they're also considering the guy that, uh, I, I think he's the guy that does like the Lego Batman stuff. What? Okay. Yeah. So one of these guys might be the, the new Kevin Feige for DC. Uh, I think they could find a better option, maybe. <laughs> that was my thoughts initially too. They're both, I don't know, maybe we'll full do time. It. Oh, yeah. I'm free. I, I already have the plan. <laughs> I've got it in my head. Release it tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'm not super excited for either of these sequels. Um, maybe they want to push it back because you know how like um, Ben Affleck's going to be Batman again for Aquaman 2? For, for a bit. Yeah, whatever the hell maybe that is. Maybe they're expanding that role. Maybe they're adding more of him. Oh, my God. I almost don't want to do that to Ben <laughs> Affleck. <laughs> you feel bad for him? I feel really bad for him. Do you think he's going to enjoy being on set for that those scenes? I wonder if he just likes hanging out with Jason Momoa. So he's like, okay, I'll do it. Oh, yeah. I bet they're friends, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But then he was like, oh, with Henry Cavill? Nah, I can't do that. <laughs> guy's British. <laughs> I don't understand what he's saying. <laughs> I feel like Jason Momoa is the guy that could be friends with anybody. Yeah. He's friends with Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, that's crazy. Right? They're, um, what do you call it? Something brothers? Eskimo brothers. Eskimo brothers. <laughs> So there's that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I guess if we keep it in the family, Zoe Kravitz is right. a Catwoman. Yes. You mean like it could be the same continuity there? Oh, Lenny Kravitz should play like Lobo. Honestly, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Maybe he'll beef up a bit, but it could work. Yeah. We'll do like an older version. <laughs> um, I Yeah. Like I said, these movies are going to come out later. So uh, I'll watch them later. I'm a bit positive about Aquaman 2. It's supposed to be super funnier than the last one. I mean, I'm saying maybe- More like, uh, octopuses on the drums? Goofy. Yeah, just do that. That's really? what I liked. My guess is um, he is going to want to be living on land, so he'll sacrifice his voice. <laughs> <laughs> like there's like this uh, witch character that's uh, like an octopus. And he's like, I, I, I don't want to be Atlantean anymore. I just want to be regular human. And he's like, okay, I could do that. Um, but you'll have to sacrifice your voice. <laughs> so he goes and he can't speak when he's on land. I like that. And then he'll think forks or, or combs. <laughs> <laughs> and then the cover of the thing is just a bunch of penis castles. <laughs> What is that? <laughs> Do you know that drama? Yes. Was it? Uh, explain it to me. Okay. So back in the day when the movies would come out on VHS, right? Yeah. I remember those. Yeah. They would have, you know, the poster or the cover of the thing, right? And for Little Mermaid, like there's a castle in the background. Is it like sand castles? I mean, they're like regular castles. Oh. But it's just shaped like a dick. <laughs> Like it's because uh, other ones are regular castle looking like towers. Other ones in the same in the same picture. Oh, and then one's like that's that's not a tower. What is, it's those Disney animators are perverts, right? Yeah, there's a lot of those controversies. They're just random. I think Lion King has one. Right in the same movie in Little Mermaid, there's a thing where like the priest it's like a hard on. <laughs> so weird. What what's up with these people? I really i I want to say it's coincidence, accidental, but it's. It's a little too blatant. I mean, we're talking about DC right now. That's it's pretty evident. The uh, Man of Steel had them like all over, like a flying, they're gigantic. You, you, yeah, you're right in them. They're trapped in them. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I guess it's it's already inevitable that it's going to leak in. Uh, switching over to Marvel, this is kind of big news. Oh, yeah. We know Phase 6 is going to start with the Fantastic Four movie. That's right. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. Um, just because maybe we'll finally get a good one. Yeah. Originally, it was supposed to be directed by is it John Watts. John the, Watts. The director of the Homecoming franchise with Spider-Man. Spider-Man's, yeah, but he's doing Star Wars TV show for now. Yeah, so he, he stepped out from that, from Fantastic Four. So they're scrambling to find a replacement. Um, I think they said they wanted like a big name. Oh, did they? Yeah, because they really liked what Sam Raimi did with Doctor Strange. Right, so they can just like go on autopilot. He'll handle everything. Yeah. They don't have to oversee everything. Right, exactly. Uh, the name they're circling now is Matt... Shakeman, who worked on WandaVision. Okay, okay, so... That's the rumor. Supposedly, that'll, that'll be easier for them because they have some working relationship and they know his experience already. Yeah. Uh, do you think that's a good fit? Do you think the vibe of WandaVision would work with Marvel's first family? It really depends on the direction they're going with. Yeah. Are they going with, like, um, you know, like... It's just space astronauts. Like this is real. Like like it's just like it's gonna feel like inter interstellar. But it's just everything feels like space science. You know, I'm just crying. <laughs> what? Oh, Matthew McConaughey just crying. Look at the video at his at a computer screen. Yeah, because his daughter's <laughs> a little old already. Yeah. You're getting old. <laughs> Uh, if they're going like that, I think it's not a good fit. If they're going like kind of goofy and like, remember how like Fantastic Four nowadays are so weird? Like they have like kids yeah. that are aliens and they have dragons, dragon androids walking around their headquarters. They have like um, what are they, like the mole men people? Yeah, I think the some of the mole men are their kids. Yeah, right. <laughs> they're like a foster family. Right, right. Like a full family. It's like kind of like the family in Shazam, right? Yeah. Uh, the moloids, whatever. They should just get Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. If we've been through this, they can't. They can't work together. Oh, they can't. Yeah, no, it's not gonna work. It's because she's already an eternal. That's the only reason. Right. Okay. Okay. That's the. That's- <laughs> You think Brad Pitt is an eternal in a different planet? He's um the Vanisher. Oh, so dumb. <laughs> um, one division. It was like a family. All right. Cast, right? It's like Vision and Wanda and the two kids. So eventually. If if they're going for like um closer to like an Incredibles feel of the movie, it might be a good choice. That's true. Like it's literally like the Incredibles were inspired by the Fantastic Four, right? Well, yeah, heavily. So that all right. If they are just gonna go on like the nuclear family, like that's the whole framework they're going with. Yeah. Maybe they can go retro and then that is gonna like the want first episodes of the one division vibe, like mm-hmm. Uh, Dennis the Menace type vibe, uh, uh, Bewitched. Yeah, yeah. Right? Right. That could work if they went retro. Yeah, he, I think he could do a good job. Uh, I was also thinking, like, I p- would prefer definitely uh, a more mature kind of story, though. Something that's more intricate, more complex. And so if I was thinking, like, oh, the showrunners for the Marvel shows, I would want the one that did um, Loki. Oh, wh- why is that? Just because it's a uh, bigger scale or? Yeah, and just, you know, Loki dealt with, like, time travel. You know, Fantastic Four would deal with more cosmic space space stuff hmm. and okay. you know maybe can could show up right that's that's a cross section there that makes sense I, I could understand that but i like the um getting into dig into the characters because i feel like even though we've seen them twice already in yeah. three different movies we still don't know what they're like <laughs> really yes i feel like like reed richards has just been like this uh stick figure of a guy susan storm is kind of just a sex object yeah those movies are not good all both of them both iterations yeah and they're just going to this big 
big threat, right? Uh, Doctor Doom ha- is like a maniac in, mm. the, in the Fantastic Four stick. And then there's like a giant cloud they're fighting. If you were to ask me like, which one do I want the new Fantastic Four to be more similar than? Like which of the previous two iterations? Yeah. I probably would say Fan Four stick. Oh, wow. I'm the other way. Are you like the other one closer to that one? Because it's, well, it's a little campy. It's kitschy. Yeah, campy. Yeah. I kind of can't laugh at that from a distance. Okay. Uh, Fan Four stick had, ah, oh, man, I don't want to say anything I'm going to regret. What? I was going to say like had good parts. <laughs> <laughs> What are we talking about here? The, the like they're on that planet already. Like the I don't like that. Oh, well, all because right. you know in that movie they don't travel in like a spaceship or anything. It's like they teleport to another planet dimension thing. Yes, and Victor Von Doom gets stuck there, and he absorbs more of the power than they do, right? Yeah, and he's not wearing armor. It's like his body is transformed into this metallic-looking I don't know meteorite, whatever he is. It's almost like his molecules got changed. Yeah, is that what it is? Yeah, and, and he looks dumb. Yeah, I'll say that. He doesn't look as good as the other Doctor Doom. But even now, I bet like Marvel MCU could do a better job with costumes. Oh, all around the MCU? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, all right. I can believe that. Especially like the last Thor. That was kind of weird. Yeah, I don't know what, what's up with Marvel. They're, lately, it's gotten way more goofy. Just the, the whole vibe of everything? Yeah, Marvel across the board. I, I know you're saying that for phase four, but yeah. it's, let me, let me tell you, it's about to get really sad real quick. Oh, why is that? Because uh, Wakanda. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah, it's true. So I think they're kind of softballing us right, yeah. right now. Right? Okay. All right. And then they're going to just knock it out of the park with that. Okay. I don't want to say that. I mean, yeah, kind of. No, I mean, it's going to be... They're going to bum us out real real soon. Could you imagine if um, we were watching Black Panther 2 and it's just like really silly? <laughs> It's raunchy. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like the Goofy movie. The Goofy movie. Okay. That, now we're talking about good movies. Uh, uh yeah, I think that they have a plan. They have a framework. I trust them still, even yeah. though the whole vibe is like, fan, uh, I was going to say Fantastic Four Phase Stick. <laughs> um, you're right. If, if I'm looking at the timeline of phases that are coming down, mm-hmm. I, I do think, yeah, the movies are going to get more serious. If right. Starting with Black Panther and then even like Captain America 4 and Fantastic Four. I, I'm thinking they're going to be more serious than, you know, like even like She-Hulk right now is kind of kind of silly. Right. And I think that the TV shows in general are more silly just because they're just, uh, I think they're like filler. Like they're kind of for the masses right now. Yeah. And I'm, now I'm curious about but we listen to our recap on She-Hulk, but mm. as of right now, I'm like, I'm wondering if it's going to be a show I like now. I really like the first episode. I don't know about the second one. Okay. I think I'm going to love it. Really? Because uh, they announced a new casting today for She-Hulk that I was like, yes, I can't wait for this. Really? I didn't hear anything. Okay. Yeah. Uh, joining the cast of She-Hulk is Megan Thee Stallion. Oh my God. So I'm like, perfect. Oh, I, for real. I don't know. I don't know if she's playing a character or cameoing as herself. By the way, this is a plus. You're a fan of Megan the Stallion. I don't yes. know where this came from. She's like the only like new artist you like. I mean, is that true? I just think she's very talented. She is. And she's a good rapper. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like watch her music videos on mute? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I honestly do. I listen to her album yeah. and I like it. Okay. So right. I, I could totally see her um, in She-Hulk as herself because the show's all about like girl power and all this stuff. So right. uh, I could totally see Jennifer Walters being a huge Megan Thee Stallion fan. Yeah. And the fact that she's getting some notoriety, maybe it's some other celebrities want to mm-hmm. climb on, right? That influence in the first episode and whatever. Yeah. If she is a character though- it would be interesting if she was half human, half 
half stallion. All right. What? <laughs> like, what is that? Like, she has horse powers because that's her. She's the stallion. Yes. But like, is there a character like that already? Are we just going to make up one Megan the Stallion? Sure. Why not? Oh, I don't like that. Don't, don't eke into my comic book universe. Okay. Well, let's get other rappers in there. Like, Da Baby could be an actual baby, but like. Yeah, I think there's precedent for that. I think that. <laughs> <laughs> I think there are baby characters that become supervillains. I don't know. Modoc? Yeah, he's kind of a baby. <laughs> Imagine, just, imagine the baby as Modoc. That's perfect casting. I think so too. <laughs> you know, he does that thing where he puts his hands on his face. Yeah. I could see Modoc doing that. Like, <laughs> I can't wait to Photoshop this later. <laughs> the Modoc. We mentioned this, uh, going back to Fantastic Four, we mentioned mm-hmm. this last week, but there's rumors of Reed Richards casting. Yeah. Uh, Reed Richards, yeah. Yeah. The character. It's um, the actor from You. Uh, Penn Bagley. Yeah. I think um, the flame of that rumor is, is getting hotter. Okay, so there's there there's drumming up more uh, rumors about that character. I don't like it. You don't like it now? I didn't like it before. Okay. I feel like he his face looks a lot like Reed Richards, if I'm being honest. Yeah, okay. But the personality, I don't see it there. All right, here's my thing. Because at first I was like, I just want John Krasinski. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but I'm warming up to the idea of someone else playing him because I'm, I'm thinking in the future. And I'm thinking uh, other versions. Hmm, and all right. I know one of the popular versions of Reed Richards goes by The Maker. Oh, all right. And The Maker is the ultimate version of Reed Richards, who is a super villain. Right. He's like a uh, a Reed Richards that never had like a family. Right. So he's like, so he's just like stalking people. So who better to do that? Honestly, that's uh, okay. That's pretty good casting for the villain version of Reed Richards. Yeah, I think you gotta gotta, gotta get an actor that could portray both aspects of Reed Richards. Versatile. He does get too smart for his own good sometimes, so it might work. I because I can't see John Krasinski doing an evil version of Reed Richards necessarily. Yeah, you, can you just imagine like Jim's head but wearing like an evil mask on top of it? Yeah, he has to cover his face. He's still doing the the Jim smirk at the camera. Yeah, he, he, he can. <laughs> see the helmet just like turn to the camera <laughs> I, the the evil pen bagley i could see that they calculated the, the yeah. um machinations in his head as he was talking about these and making that dr doom look puny yeah i, I think um if that were to happen uh i would i'd be okay with him playing reed richards you'd welcome it yeah now that i was thinking further down that um they might need an actor that could portray a different kind of reed richards that's true then that can be a pretty wicked idea if they're going that route let's not just do a big galactus again or like yeah cloud uh this uh multiple universes reed richards that's that's a pretty out there idea could you imagine you have to if, amp up everything, you know? Yeah, like if Kang in Kang Dynasty is a villain, but he's actually trying to prevent that Reed Richards or something. So we, we defeat Kang, by we I mean the Avengers. And then, um, and then that causes an evil version of Reed Richards, and that's what Secret Wars could be about. Oh, okay. That there's oh, you think he's the main villain of Secret Wars? That wouldn't that be a surprising twist? That would be, yeah. Because it seems like yeah, Kang Dynasty. That Dynasty is that what it's called? Kang Dynasty, yeah. Is not the last movie of the phase, right? It's like middle of it. Yeah, I think it. Um, I'm pretty sure Secret Wars is like a direct sequel to Kang Dynasty, a la Infinity War and Endgame. So that at that point, Kang might be finished with already. And then Secret maybe. Wars is the aftermath, like you're saying. Or maybe they have to team up with Kang. Right. Okay. In Secret Wars. I don't know. I mean, we're very far away and a lot of things will be different by then, but um, it's fun to think about. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're, our podcast is all built on is speculation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I'm okay with Penn. <laughs> You'll allow it. I'll you, allow it, Kevin. You give him your blessing. <laughs> 
And uh, Shackman, you got if you're doing it, uh, I'll I'll allow it. Okay, all right, Shackman, uh, you did a TV show. I'm still skeptic about you. Okay, well, it's not for sure. It's still a rumor, right? So I bet it's like if we can get someone better, we might just go with a better guy. I mean, he he directed some pretty good shows, uh, Sunny in Philadelphia, Game of Thrones. Oh, perfect. Yeah, <laughs> make him feel like that show then, like that show. Yeah. Put him in a bar. <laughs> Danny DeVito could be Dr. Doom. <laughs> I actually like that. He's Reed Richards, the smart one. He's got glasses right The guy now. that plays Dennis, yeah, he could be Reed Richards. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. I, I could believe the evil version of him for sure. Oh, yeah. He is evil yeah. normally. <laughs> the Dennis method. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, that's it for the news this week. Mm-hmm. Not too much to talk about, but still interesting. Um, if you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe to the Reader Copy Podcast. That way you won't miss any of this news and it'll come at you every week. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Reach out to us there. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. A lot of speculations going on. Let's continue on over there. All right. I'm excited for this comic book. It is Wildcats. You know I love 90s comics. That you do. Um, there's something I know they're silly and out of touch, but it, it brings me back to a time where I fell in love with comics. Nostalgia, right? Yeah. Uh, I love pouches <laughs> and overshadowing. And by that, I mean like the characters as heavy ink. There's a lot of shadows. Yes, that's right. Uh, etching, right? Yeah. That too. <laughs> um, today we're doing a comic book that turns 30 years old. 30 years old? Wow. Um, it's like the anniversary and they're actually coming out with a, a new comic book for it. Oh, for real? Yeah. Like modern day stuff? Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, we're doing Wildcats and it's wild and then cats is like abbreviated and it stands for covert action team. I never knew that. <laughs> It is the creation of Jim Lee, who is like one of my favorite creators of all time. Right. A famous comic artist, like was the, like the, the main boy for, for comics for a while, as far as like yeah. art. Yeah. If you're thinking X-Men in the 90s, you're thinking Jim Lee. That's right. Right. Even modern day, like he, he did some like Batman stuff that's really oh, yeah. popular. Hush. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, like obviously went over and started Image Comics with a bunch of other creators. Yes, uh, we've talked about this in the past, but like a bunch of these Marvel artists, like their seven best, like packed up their pencils and pens and said, "We're starting our own company because we want to own our own creations." And that's Image Comics. That's right. Yeah, and this is like his baby, the Wildcat stuff. It's like the main right. forefront of his stuff, right? Right. So like you know, McFarland did like Spawn, and Liefeld did uh. It's called Young Bloods is his. Oh, right. Right. So Wildcats is Jim Lee's. And the thing about early image is they're actually kind of in the same universe. Connected universe. Yeah. Yeah. Image now is totally different. Image now is more or less just like a place for creators to tell isolated stories. For most of it. I'm curious. Yeah. Some of these stories still last, like Spawn. Sp- yeah. They're, they're still around. And uh, is it uh, Dragon? Savage Sa- Dragon. Savage Dragon. Do you think they're connected? universe though today i i mean i bet there is they are but they just don't cross cross yeah okay because they were since the beginning right Mm -hmm. um but this one takes place in the 90s it is drawn and plotted like the story plot is jim lee Mm -hmm. but the actual script like the dialogue is written by brandon Choi. so like he's writing what the people are saying but the overall story idea is still from jim lee i could see that (laughs) (laughs) because uh i'll say this there's a lot going on. A whole lot, yeah. You know what? Jim Lee's a great artist. <laughs> <laughs> Man, he 
because he's the artist, he wants to draw a lot, so he puts a lot of characters in this book. A whole lot, yeah. <laughs> We're doing the first four issues. That's the first story arc. Um, Wildcats, they used to have a, a cartoon. Uh, I bet, yeah. Yeah, so I watched that, but I never read the book till I decided to do it for the show. Oh, was the show any good? Or was it just another Saturday morning cartoon? See, the thing is, like, when I was a kid, like, I wasn't good at telling time. <laughs> right. So I never knew when shows were on. Oh, wow. That's totally opposite. I mean, I knew every second what show was on and what I'm prioritizing. I'm going to watch this instead of Saturday this. morning? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, like after school, yeah, I knew it. But like Saturday morning, I was like, man, it's so random. I don't know what. I'm just turning on TV and we'll see what happens. No, that's ideal time. You have to prioritize. Like okay. I had it to the T. I wasn't waking up till like eleven anyway, so oh, no I'm way. probably gonna miss it anyway. Uh, so what happens is uh, he starts Image Comics right, and he does all this stuff. And then he gets hired to go to DC. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. They buy him out, right? Yeah, they buy out what his universe is, which is Wildstorm, right? Yes. <laughs> Wildstorm. Yeah. And then uh, they kind of integrate some of his characters into DC. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Like today, there's some characters in there. Yeah. Um, we'll get to it later when we introduce those characters, but I think they're pretty cool. I think they have really cool designs. <laughs> I think they, they have backstories that are interesting. Out, out of all these early image comics, um, his was kind of like said to be like the most interesting stories because all of them are created by a bunch of artists. It's yeah. like, what do they know about writing? <laughs> I know like since then, they've revamped them, these, yeah. these characters specifically, mm-hmm. and they had some notoriety when they first did the revamp. Yeah, because like there's been a lot of really good creators that have I've worked on this mm-hmm. not just jim lee but i'm talking like chris claremont came and wrote some stuff uh alan moore uh grant morrison they've all worked on wildcats wow i didn't know that yeah so it's not just you know 90s stories it's like very it gets deeper i think okay okay i don't think i'm gonna get there <laughs> <laughs> jim lee does the groundwork all right all right um, it starts off in 1990, and uh, what do you remember about 1990? 1990, what a far off year, I don't remember. It was four <laughs> years before I was born. <laughs> it starts off, uh, I'm, it's like seedy New York alley, right? Yeah, dingy. I feel like every 90s comic book took place here. <laughs> Uh, I feel like every 90s comic book has to have a homeless person in it. Right. It starts off with this guy. Uh, His name is um, Jacob Marlowe. And he kind of has like almost like amnesia. Oh, okay. Because he like, he doesn't remember like his past. He just knows now. He's kind of like a drunk, no money homeless guy. And he's been like that for a couple of decades now on the streets. He is a little person, right? Oh, okay. And then he's getting like, like mugged pretty much on the street, right? Um, This guy is mugging him and they're beating him up he, he kind of knows how to fight like he's not just taking it but there's two of them right yeah so he's okay losing he's getting beaten up right away and then out of nowhere this almost like goddess type being appears looks like a female silver surfer yeah <laughs> Uh, she is drawn very 90s, what you would think you'd want to, boys wanted to see back then. Uh, buxom is the word. Yeah, there's skin tight. <laughs> That's a good word. That's like every character. You know, like the 90s, they objectified women. They objectified the men too. It's equality. You don't think that's like a, a unachievable look for men. Of course it is. <laughs> 
But this person showing up is her name is the Void, right? Oh, and she she has like superpowers. She to- throws these guys out. She like she yeets this guy across the street, <laughs> right? Right, and she saves um, Marlo. And she's like, you don't know this, but like you're you're like the key to saving the human race. What the heck? So his amnesia is just like kind of gone now as she injects these memories into him. Yeah. And he comes to with all these this whole life in his head. Right. And we jump forward two years, 1992 now. And it's almost like a recreation. He's drunk in the alley again. Yes. But then he's kind of like woken up and he walks across the street and he just walks into like this penthouse building. And it turns out he still likes to drink and kind of like wander around, but he's also like a billionaire now. He's the CEO of this company in this uh, skyscraper and uh, his like employees clean him up, give him a shave. And he's like, has so much more machismo. He feels so good about himself. It's like trading places or something. Yeah. It's crazy. This guy went from homeless to like being like Donald Trump or something. The Forbes list. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's wearing a suit. He's smoking a cigar. Uh, and he's still with the void, right? Apparently the void pretty much helped him become this level because he needs funding to, to be the savior of the human race. I see. Okay. To connect all the pieces to, uh, to just be the key to all this, this whole fix of what's going on. Right. This doom approaching the world. We don't know how he's going to do it yet, but we know he's getting ready because he has built this team and this team is the Wildcats. Get your head in the game. <laughs> And when I see all the characters of the Wildcats, pretty much all the characters of the Image Comics at this time, it's like when you take your action figures. You're right. And it's like, I'm going to put this guy's head on this guy's body and give him this other character's weapons. That's what it is. Yeah. Maybe like the, well, the paint's rubbing off of this. So it looks like a totally different character, right? <laughs> right. It's a different color schemes. And it's just from Marvel or DC. <laughs> yeah. Because, man, they look like, I mean, the, the main leader here, his name is Spartan, right? Yeah. He looks like an alternate dimension Captain America. Maybe. Kinda. Yeah. Kind of like a Gambit too. Yeah. Uh, and then there's like a Hulk type character. His name is Maul. I like him. The bigger he gets, he can grow big. Yeah. He also gets dumber. Yeah. Because like he has this thing where like he can control his mass, but he loses control of his mind. <laughs> it's kind of like the Hulk. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it also works the other way. So he can get smarter, but smaller. Yeah. Cause it, I didn't know that. Cause before he was this, he was like a, uh, a Nobel Prize winning scientist. Did you know that? <laughs> Well, that's literally the Hulk. I guess, yeah. What the heck? <laughs> There's a guy named Warblade, and he's kind of like this cybernetic guy with like, I think he, the idea is his li- limbs can like liquefy metal and then become any shape of like blade. Was this before or after T2? 19. I don't know when T2 came out, but I'd say the same time. Okay. Well, who copied who then? <laughs> And so they're the wildcats, right? And the void is saying like, we have to stop this evil person. And this guy's name, the pretty much the antagonist of the story, uh, Hellspont. I like this guy's design because it's just too much. Yeah, these like give him everything. He's got. He looks like a like a like a black mask floating in fire. That's his head. Yeah, and then he's got like a Mysterio purple cape, and then like cybernetic a torso looking like Omega Red, <laughs> like everything. Right, just Ghost Rider head. <laughs> this is like the mashup. Just put everything in. There. Everything. You're gonna have fun with it. <laughs> Max it out. Yeah. 
And then he has like um, all these like really powerful people, like executives and stuff under his thumb, right? He's like controlling them and they all kind of like follow his lead because he is planning this thing where um, there's this thing called like power orbs. Oh man, so just generic. (laughs) (laughs) These are so powerful, but you have to like kind of build weaponry and tools to use them. So he's built like this whole facility to harness the power of this power orb so that they could, (laughs) it's like Avengers, open a portal to let these aliens come and invade Earth. Right. I think they're like his people, his aliens, the demonites. Right. And then this guy, Hellspont, he's got... uh, (laughs) He's got his own henchmen, right? Yeah. Uh, one guy is like, man, just Deadpool. It's just Deadpool. Red and black, the same <laughs> yeah. thing. He's just got like football shoulder plates. Right. It's That's like, it. put Deadpool and Cable together. You got him. And uh, his name is Pike, right? And then there's, um, this is kind of cool. There's like this league of assassin women. Oh, okay. And they're called like the Coda, right? Oh, okay. That's what so that is. So C-O-D-A, Coda. Uh, I've, I'm, I don't know. I'm not sure if there's an abbreviation for that, but that's what they're called, right? Okay. So they're just like uh, assassins. They're also like these, these aliens too? Y- yeah. So it, it gets explained later in the book what everybody is. But I mean, you kind of, they don't explain it right away. So you, Jim Lee, in this story, the first issue is like a lot to set up. It's, he's throwing everything at you. I was kind of way lost through the whole thing. <laughs> So then um, the Wildcats know that Hellspawn's like planning something, right? Yes. And they know they're after a person. So they go down to meet this guy named um, the Gnome, right? Yeah. And he's kind of like underground, just knows all the evil doings that's happening. Like the super villain black market right. head of thing. Maybe the job of the hut of this. Yeah, so kinda, yeah exactly. You kind of don't trust him. And he would categorize as a bad guy, but not the level of like Hellspawn. Not the the main antagonist we're taking down right now. Right. Um, so Jacob Marlowe, right? Uh, he goes there to talk to him and he's like, I need to know who like Hellspawn is after because I got to stop him, right? And it, we, we kind of know this dynamic of like, uh, they don't like each other, but they kind of maybe respect each other. They kind of know what the power of each person can do. Mm, okay. They both had a past yeah. run-ins with each other. And he's and then the gnome guy, because he's, he's got his henchmen too, right? The gnome guy's like, okay, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you who he's after, but you owe me a favor. <laughs> okay. And I owe you? Straight up like, <laughs> yeah. And um, he's he literally says this like I know you're like a respectable guy, so if you agree and you promise, like I know you're gonna keep your word, mm-hmm. right? That when I ask for this favor, whatever it is, you're you're gonna do it. You gotta drive me to the airport. Yeah, and then Jacob literally says, "Word is bond." <laughs> <laughs> it's so nineties. <90s. laughs> he's like, "Okay, I'll tell you who he's after," and it's this <laughs> this is woman. Uh, that goes by the name Voodoo. Yes. And again, another woman drawn, like she's in the 90s, like just so uh, uh, sexualized, right? Super, yeah. She is apparently like, like this dancer, like a, uh, a stripper. She's literally legit a stripper because they yeah. go find her at a strip club. And it's just like a lot of guys Googling at her and she's, it's, it's almost like she puts all the guys in a trance. Like it's like a, something special about her, right? Yeah. I think she's drawn maybe like, she's like the Psylocke. She looks like Psylocke. She looks like a Psylocke costume because it's also yeah. purple. Yes. And then, um, um, we are introduced to this other character, right? 
this guy's got like sunglasses, backwards cap, and he looks like, I don't know, like a 90s surfer guy. Do you know like the cool dog in The Simpsons? <laughs> he's <laughs> that. Yeah. <laughs> he shows up there, right? He's talking to the bartender. And then this other group of guys show up that they're, it's like the Coda assassin that works for Hellspawn. Right. Shows up with these guys that are just like in suits, right? And she's like, okay, that's her. He's She's pointing to Voodoo on the stage, like, go get her. So then those guys in the suits approach her. But when she, Voodoo, looks at these guys, they look like demons. They have like alien looking long faces, wrinkly, like gray, right? Straight up demons yeah. looking characters. And so she falls back scared, terrified, and makes this whole scene as they try to manhandle her. And they grab her, grab her, right? And then that guy that was at the bar, the Simpsons dog guy. Yes. <laughs> He's like, oh crap, it's happening, right? So he puts on his mask, which I think is a pretty sick mask. Yeah, I'll give you that. And this guy's name is Grifter. And I think he's the standout he's in Wildstorm. Cool, definitely the coolest one. He's, he's got like this cool, like like a uh, COVID mask he's wearing. <laughs> It's kind of also like Deadpool, but he's like the he's like the gunslinger. He's got two guns right. with a trench coat. The cool one. This guy, yeah, he's definitely like the gambit. Right, yes. Yeah. He pulls out his two guns and he's shooting up um, these guys in the suits that's trying to kidnap Voodoo because he's there to save Voodoo, right? And then they have this thing called flash suits. <laughs> okay, I was wondering, this, I knew this could be a name for this thing. They they like, the two guys in the suits are like, activate your flash suits. And they, all of a sudden, they just have like hella the cybernetic armor around them. That's such a like just to sell a toy later on. Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. And but then they 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 say this because it can be o op. They're like these flash shoots are super powered, but they only last fifteen minutes. <laughs> they have to have rules to them. <laughs> so Grifter is he's a marksman and he's shooting these guys up right. And, and he's like, come with me if you want to live. Exactly, to he's, voodoo. He's there to save voodoo. And then um, the Coda assassin she pulls out her like it literally like a Psylocke sword. Oh right, because like an energy sword, and, and she's beating up Grifter and popping in there, breaking into a room are Void introducing the Wildcats to the whole scenario as they kind of fall into the whole battle. Cool action shot. Yeah. It's a splash page. <laughs> um, so Spartan takes action. He can shoot like energy beams out of his hands. That's his power. Okay. Right. And, and so they go into action. They're going to make taking their swipes at this. Warblade's got his like long fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like Lady Deathstrike. That's what I was thinking. He's yeah. just a male Lady Deathstrike. <laughs> so they're all fighting. Um, but then one of these um, guys the, the in the flash suits grabs um, Marlo, right? And he's got him like held against him, like holding him hostage. And then all of a sudden, like this sword flying in hits this guy straight in the head and he's, he, he saves Marlo. And this is a uh, zealot. Now, I know this character too, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's another uh, very well-drawn character. <laughs> Yes, she is. Uh, <laughs> she's barely, barely wearing anything. She's got like um, katana swords, right? And right. I guess she's got like a boomerang uh, stick that you can yeah, throw. Yeah, it's like a sharp boomerang. Okay, that's kind of cool. Okay, now Zealot, she is your, an ex-member of the Coda. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. She left them and she is like the mentor to Grifter. Oh, I didn't know that. I see. Yeah. Okay. And the Coda is like an all-women assassins thing, right? So Grifter is actually the first ever male to be trained in the coda martial arts but he's not a coda technically it's, no she's she switched sides yeah so it's almost like he is the number one target for the coda because like not only do we not like zealots but she 
trained a man to do what we can do. Blasphemous. Yeah. So okay. they almost would rather kill Grifter before Zealot, their traitor. They want that out there. Okay. okay. Yeah. So now uh, Zealot is talking to Jacob Marlowe and Zealot knows like the true identity of Jacob Marlowe, why he's so important. Uh, apparently he is like a descendant of like this alien race. And he's called Lord Imp, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and, but he kind of doesn't remember any of that. Still not. He's like the prophesized right. character in this whole scenario. Um, the crux of it all. Yeah. They finally like kind of introduce everybody. But then the bad Coda assassin, she has like a bomb. It's like a self-destruct. <laughs> okay. Like a dynamite explosive. Last resort. And she blows up the whole building. And now everyone sees on the news, like this whole building is like destroyed and we see Hellspawn and he's watching them, right? And he thinks like, great, everyone's dead. Like Wildcats are done. Easy peasy. Zealot and Grifter are dead. Like I'm definitely going to win, right? Yeah. And not only does he feel more confident because he's got um, kind of like an inside man in the US government. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and we see the, like the side of this guy and he turns around and we see who it is and it's Vice President Dan Quayle. <laughs> Is that a is that a real person? Yes. No, it's not. It's George Bush's vice president. <laughs> now here's some lore I didn't know about. This was a real person, Dan Quayle. Dan Quayle was a vice president during the nineties, early nineties. You're making this up. Wow. And he works for Hellspont. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, did he say enough on this? <laughs> so we catch up now. We think Wildcats are dead, but luckily before the explosion, like right before the void used their powers to teleport everybody out of there. Yeah. So they're, they're home free, right? They're, they're not in trouble. They didn't explode. Yes. But there's kind of like a mishap during the teleportation. And before they teleport back to like their base, they actually teleport in a separate base. And this is um, called IO, right? In International Operations. <laughs> right. And they're almost like a covert secret black ops agency, right? They're called PSYOPs. Are they like yeah. telepaths also? Uh, I think so. But I think they're more or less like regular people who are trying to protect us from superpowered individuals. Okay, I get that. So they've been like tracking like Hellspont and Wildcats just because they don't know, know who to trust or whatever, right? Oh. But the reason they teleport there for a second, it's literally like they pit stop there and then left is because they're, they have technology that I guess they have like psychic powers and this guy's in like a psychic chamber and he's able to like I mean, connect same wavelength as Void. Oh, so she got her wires crossed yeah. and then she stuck there for a second and like, oh, this is the wrong place. Yeah, let's, let's get out of here. Let's jump out of here. And they, they teleport into their own spaceship. Like they're, they're a Quinjet basically as right. they fly off safe. So then um, the people at IO is like, okay, what happened? Like all of a sudden there's like these superheroes here and then they vanish. So like now they're kind of like on their tail. We got to track them. There's a right. hint. They have to figure out. They also caused the mess at their headquarters. So they want some answers at yeah. least. So now Grifter and Zealot, they're at the base with the Wildcats. And they're pretty much like, okay, we got voodoo here. We know you guys are trying to protect her. We're trying to protect her. Let's just team up. You guys just pretty much join us. Become part of the Wildcats. Okay. The, the the whole team, right? And they kind of explain what's going on. The whole prophecy of basically these evil aliens, the demonites. Right. And these good aliens, I guess, the Kubrim. The Kubrim. They're yeah. like like angel type characters. And the, the demonites past. are like demons. Right. And so they, they fought each other before and they kind of also made... 
in the past, they made Earth like the fighting ground, like the battlefield. Right. They got trapped on Earth and they, with the Kerberium? Kerberium, I think. Kerberium? I've heard of that word in other things. I think okay. it means angels. Okay. They kind of learned to live amongst the humans and then um, kind of like live with them and be with them. And that's why their descendants are like half breeds. Okay. Yeah. Like half human, half whatever, alien. And those are the wildcats. They have powers. I see. Okay. And also it's voodoo, right? She's one Vo- of them. Voodoo's one of them. So like Maul, um, Warblade, and, and voodoo are like descendants from them. Okay. I and think Spartan's a special case though. Spartan is not. No. Right? The leader is not. But then the, the demonites, instead of like joining with the people, they instead can like possess them. Okay. Like their host, like they're almost like they're ghosts inhabiting the humans, right. parasites in a way. And, you know, they're evil. They just want to take over the world. They want their people on earth. So their, their whole plan is get them here. Right. Exactly. And then um, uh, remember like voodoo, her powers, she could see the demonites for what they really are. So even if they're in a host, they could see like, oh, that's a demonite. Right. right. And she's watching the, the news and she sees Dan Quayle. <laughs> and she's like, oh, my God, that guy's a demonite. <laughs> With a TV. <laughs> Vice President Dan Quayle is an alien. I'm glad I didn't vote for him. <laughs> So now they know Dan Quayle is the mole of Hellspawn. Yeah. Um, And they're preparing to like come up with a plan. But before they do, they are attacked at their base. And it's a bunch of like um, guys in armor and guns. Yeah. Just like nothing like henchmen just attack their base, blow up the side of their their base and attack. Right. And these guys, I think are like work for the US government. Oh. And they're like overrun and ambushed so that they're actually captured. So this is the, the PSYOPs people? Yeah. And and now they're like apprehended and then walking in is <laughs> vice president dan quayle <laughs> right they're they're at like a the evil base now right like a u.s controlled prison or something it's hydra right but he walks in with hellspawn's henchman which is pike the deadpool looking guy and then a new coda assassin i see okay as they're walking in um pike kind of Throws his weight around, like it says, like oh, you be careful, Dan Quayle. <laughs> you know, understand that Hellspont is the leader, right? As right. he's kind of he's kind of being cocky right now. But Dan Quayle transforms into a demonite for a quick second. He transforms it like an alien demon and pushes him to the wall. <laughs> yeah. and respect me, right? I'm I'm like second in command. Right. Understand that I I don't want to be in this human body. Yeah, this, I'm he's doing a, this for the he's job. A demon inside, right? Yeah. Alien demon. So then. He kind of humiliates Pike. (laughs) Puts him in his place. So Pike doesn't really like Dan Quayle. (laughs) And then while they're kind of like arguing, Maul decides, I'm going to save us all Uh by growing extremely big, like too big for this room. (laughs) Yeah. make, Make a big ruckus, make a big distraction. And he's just growing as much as he can. But as again, as he grows, he loses control. Yeah. And now even the rest of the Wildcats are like, whoa, Maul, like don't. You're going too crazy, right? Yeah. And they have to kind of like stop Maul now too. And then out of nowhere, a new group <laughs> enters the match. This is Youngblood. Youngblood. This is Rob Liefeld's team. Here's a crossover going yeah. on. And Youngblood, man, if you thought Wildcats was like knockoff <laughs> X-Men. 90s stuff. Youngblood is like, this. there's like a Wolverine looking guy. Yeah, there's a Hawkeye. There's a Hawkeye. There's another Hulk looking guy. <laughs> Uh, I think this is a like a female Lobo. Right. Um, and they're brought there because uh, Youngblood is kind of like 
almost like the Justice League, like the goody goody. Oh, they are. Yeah, like Dan Quayle pretty much said, like, hey, I'm hiring young blood to protect me. Okay, and, and like, of yeah. course, yeah, you're the vice president. That makes sense. They would do the job right there. Right. Yeah. Where Wildcats is like X Men, where like maybe the society doesn't trust them. Young Bloods is like the Avengers. Okay. Right. Shining. They're they're at the front of everything, and so doing their job protecting the president. And so they see this other super team that's attacking the president. They're gonna fight each other, and it's like an all-out brawl. This one super team against another. I will say some of these um, shots of them fighting is like really cool. I'll give you that. Yeah, he is a great artist, Jim Lee. Jim Lee is really good. <laughs> I'll, yeah, like each thing. He, there's a lot of detail too. I want to say this is prime Jim Lee too. Oh wow, when he was younger, like right. He's trying to make a company go too. So he's yeah. like, I'm gonna double down on this. Right. Like everything is like a, should be a poster, <laughs> and just that. Yeah. <laughs> And during this fight, like everyone's just hitting everybody, right? We notice um, Spartan. Yeah. One of his arms like is ripped off. <laughs> Don't worry. He's an android. <laughs> he's not human. So it's just like a robotic arm gets ripped off. Yeah. So it turns out he's not human. He's not one of those ha- hybrid human aliens either. No. He's a cyborg almost. Yeah. And he is like taking the brunt of it. Everyone's shooting him for some reason. <laughs> So he's kind of just crippled down there on the ground as like the other ones, they get away and they're they're on their way to go go continue and looking out for the enemy. Right. And then Pike and Coda, they kind of like abandon Dan Quayle. They're like, <laughs> screw this guy. I'm not dying for him. Right. <laughs> I want his spot. <laughs> Meanwhile, Hellspawn is like, okay, great. They're all being distracted. Mm-hmm. I'm activating this power orb now. And he's got this giant facility, right? Like uh, like a almost like a reactor or something, right? Yeah. Nuclear reactor. And he's like warming it up. It's starting. And the power orb is like generating energy to open up a portal. Everything's coming up his way. He's feel like he's got the, the cube room and the wildcats under his foot as they're, he's amping up this, this whole teleportation thing. And it's, it can't be shown shut down anymore in his thoughts right but then busting through to stop him is zealot grifter and warblade um i think these may be the three cooler ones <laughs> that's of your opinion yeah i mean like i think warblade's kind of lame i don't like his ponytail warblade i think um in later comics gets you get to understand his origin and it's like well that's kind of cool oh really all right maybe, maybe. not here yet <laughs> Because he's just a guy with long fingers as he's attacking these demons. Like these humans that were just there, they transform into these demonites and he's ripping them up. Like he pushes through the one of their torch sows with just like all, all their green blood oozes right. out. Right. And meanwhile, back at the brawl with the Youngbloods and the, and the other wildcats, it's just like they're knocking everybody out. They're, they're almost evenly matched. Right. Yeah. Maul is getting bigger and bigger and growing, getting uncontrollable. As uh, you know, they they're shooting up their guns and throwing the, all the all their their power at each other. And then, um, pretty much the only one that's still up is Voodoo. Mm-hmm. And then Dan Quayle grabs her, <laughs> and then like it was holding her hostage, like has a laser gun to her head, right? But then, um, the Hawkeye guy from Young Bloods is able to say like, okay, maybe Dan Quayle is not a good guy. <laughs> And it takes Voodoo's, her powers, to reveal his real face, grabs his head, and kind of yanks out the the demon out of his head, this this demon-looking character. And with um, that evil parasite inside of him, outside of the body, he's like, cannot uh, incorporate. He has no power and kind of just falls to the ground. Right. And when she does this, Youngblood kind of like realizes like, oh, we've been obeying a bad guy. <laughs> we've been wrong this whole time. Yeah. We should not have beat up all these wildcats. Yeah. <laughs> 
And at the same time, um, Hellspot, Pike, and Coda have defeated uh, Zealot, Grifter, the Warblade. Void, Warblade, and um, Hellspot is just like he's literally hands in the air cheering. <laughs> I'm gonna win right now. <laughs> uh, Hellspot's the funniest character. <laughs> So, Youngbloods and Wildcats. Now they're teaming up. Yeah, they realize, oh man, we're against the wrong people. And also, uh, Dan Quayle is with them now. <laughs> right. Because he's no longer possessed. He's got the, he's the, he's in the mix, right? It's literally like all these big superheroes in a line, like, let's get Hellspawn and then Dan Quayle. It's, hey, I'm Dan Quayle. <laughs> I'm Vice President Dan Quayle. <laughs> they're blasting, shooting everything they can at Hellspawn. But he's really powerful now, and he has made like a force field. He's like untouched. Right. He's got the power of the demonites kind of flowing through him as he's trying to teleport them back down to Earth, and finally he can rule. And it really seems like at this moment, Hellspawn's going to win. And then uh, Jacob Marlowe is like, there's like one last-ditch effort I have. And he activates like a, a remote beacon and it kind of like has reserve energy for Spartan who is like left for dead in the battlefield. <laughs> he was just there on the ground and he turns on for a second and Spartan grabs like a loose like power cable yeah. that's inside of like the walls of the headquarters and kind of just like overloads it. Right. Yeah. And now the arc reactor kind of like overheats or whatever. So then Hellspawn is not getting power from it anymore. And he is able to, or like the wildcats are able to kind of like beat him up. Pounce on him, take him down. And then uh, out of nowhere appears, remember this guy, the gnome. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And with his group of henchmen. And uh, man, they, it's just other versions of other heroes. Again, yes. Another super villain team. I kind of like this gnome character's design honestly. And he shows up at the perfect time because kind of like both sides, Hellspawn and his crew, Wildcats and Youngblood, they're all like really weak right now. Yeah. Hellspawn's like, oh, perfect. This other supervillain's here to save me. And then Nob's like, no, I'm here to beat you up too. And right. uses his power orb to just blast his, his face off. So he's there to steal the power orb, right? And he pulls it out of the reactor and he's using it now to kill the Void because Void is kind of like almost like the most powerful one there. All powerful almost. Yeah. yeah. And he He's using it to heal her. And then Marlo pulls a gun and he's pointing it at Gnome. And Gnome's like, oh yeah, remember that favor I said I was going to ask for? Like, I'm using it now. Don't, don't kill me. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't. Yeah. And Marlo's like, uh, or the Gnome is like, heroes don't kill. Right. And then Marlo shoots (laughs) the orb out by shooting um, the Gnome's arm off. Totally off. He doesn't kill him. I mean, he just yeah. maims him as Numb's arm falls down, <laughs> like like a Star Wars type thing, like down a hole, flood of whatever. And then Marlo's that one line is like, who said I'm a hero? <laughs> <laughs> badass, dude. This badass 90s stuff. And then um, he saves the void, but this place is about to blow. Like, the reactor is like overheating, and Youngbloods grabs Dan Quayle, and they're running out of there. Uh, and they're pretty much like, what about the wildcats? They're like, there's no time. And they're running. And as they barely get out, the whole facility just explodes. Incinerates. And uh, they fly off in their their jets, having champagne, literally like cheersing. Yeah. So the, the wildcats are able to get out. The void teleports them out. All of them except Spartan. Oh, no. Youngbloods are searching through the rubble. And they see the body of the Spartan. And he, it's like toast. His face is ripped up. No, no body parts. This is like their leader they left him for dead what are they gonna do now he's burnt to a crisp and voodoo is with the wildcats she's like 
I don't feel like, you know, making a toast and celebrating like Spartan died for us, right? Yeah. And then Marlo's like, don't don't worry about it. He's fine. And then it turns out that Spartan is like a cyborg, right? Yes. Android. And he has hella bodies. And we just download his thoughts into a new body. <laughs> so we've just got a, another nice resting body of Spartan to, to, to play around with next time, right? He's he's reconstituting into this new body. Like, like there's a thing about him that's like the cyborg that can't die or something like that. Oh. Because they just make a new body each time. It's like, it's like a transcendence. <laughs> he is. He would be played by Johnny Depp okay. if this was made in the 90s. I like that. <laughs> so that's how it ends. They save the day. Wildcats and Youngbloods. I still think there's like, they want to show that their team is better. One-upping each other? Yeah. Obviously, this is a Wildcats book, so it makes it look like Wildcats is better. Yeah. There's just a whole lot of, not just characters, but different teams going on in yeah. this book. Four issues, and they have pretty much caught up with X-Men lore. <laughs> It's a, honestly, it's a lot like the X Men. Yeah, like they're just, they're throwing in a lot of different things there, and it, it's maybe copying like the surface level stuff, not the deep stuff sure. from yeah. the X Men. Right. I'm. I mean, you could say like Gnome is similar to like a Mister Sinister and his his Marauders. Maybe. I mean, uh, the carbon copies of the Hulk with Maul. Um, just the, the dynamic of the teams. They, they've got yeah. this person that doesn't fight all the time, but is like their leader, right? Professor X. Right, yeah. Um, overall, though, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, that's... Like, I, I kind of love it. Oh my gosh. I honestly was kind of having a hard time reading it. <laughs> I was like, this is kind of grueling. <laughs> I... I... I really want to like keep reading and see where it goes. That's so funny. And I know because eventually DC buys Wildstorm and Grifter is like folded into the DC universe. Yeah, because he's the coolest. Yeah, he's definitely the coolest. I I honestly wanted to read the modern day stuff. I heard that was actually really good, like good okay. reviews. Well, there's a new series coming out for the 30th anniversary. There's that too. Okay. So uh, maybe we'll check that out one day. Yeah. All right. That is Wildcats by Jim Lee, straight out of 1992 with featuring Dan Quayle. <laughs> Let's get into side stories. Well, we might have the same side story, actually. Oh, yeah? What yeah. do you got? Um, I have returned to Westeros. Oh, all right. And uh, I've been watching House of the Dragon. House of the Dragon. Uh, for uh, Game of the Thrones. Yes, that's right. Um, I've seen two episodes so far that's been released. Mm-hmm. First time watching it, the first episode, the app crashed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I think everyone was watching it, right? We were watching it on the day it came out. Yeah, like there's reports like, oh, yeah, HBO app crashed everywhere. That's right. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? People yeah. are try- trafficking on it. We had to do so many like resetting routers and, and everything to try to get it to work. We had to unplug our TV literally just yeah. to cool it off. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's got some dragon heat on it. Man, we, but we finally got it to work. and We were watching it. Um, I'll say this. If I'm comparing it to Game of Thrones, it's definitely like easier to follow right away. Because Game of Thrones, at first, I was like, I don't know what's happening. It's a lot going on. It, it, if you think about it, it had to come out in the internet age where there's so many people talking about it yeah. and explaining it to me. Right. Um, but this one, I definitely think they're trying to reach um, a wider audience by simplifying a little bit. But I think it's still intriguing. Okay. So what what do you like about it? Just because it's simpler? Like, So this is a prequel story, right? Of right. Game of yeah. Thrones. So it's like, whatever, 172 years before Game of Thrones stuff. Uh, I don't want to ru- spoil anything. 
but I'll say like, because there's less characters to follow, you get more development with each one that, that we are following. And more time and you're not uh, shifting around like different, literally different places to yeah. fill, to get the, you know, scenes. Mm-hmm. So it's maybe a little bit easier to follow. It is. Um, so we're following the Targaryens now who are, are ruling mm-hmm. instead of uh, the Lannisters? Depends on what time. Baratheons? The time you're talking about Game yeah. of Thrones. Baratheons. Yeah. yeah. So um, I do like how I said there's less characters, so you get more time with each one. And you're learning, after only two episodes, I'm kind of learning the relationships of each one already and what one character's thinking about another. Whereas in Game of Thrones, I it took me the whole first season to even know who's connected to who. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I kind of like that. Like it was. Oh, compl- you like the compl- complex, yeah, relationships. Because I, I, then I'm like, the gears are turning in my head longer after I've uh, watched the show. So I'm yeah. thinking about it more, and it's just more engaging to me. Okay, I like that. I like it be complicated. There is a complaint there where it's like, well, my favorite character wasn't in this episode. Right. Yeah, because there's just too many that if you were to follow everybody, every character would have like two minutes of screen time. Yeah, exactly. Right. So yeah. you can't. You, there's catch twenty two, right? You have to you lose yeah, something right. over the other. But I also feel like having so many characters in the original Game of Thrones yeah. allowed for more charismatic characters because oh, okay, there's like the st- steady story we have to follow, and then there's the side characters or just characters that can add flavor to be there. And right. I kind of liked having that. Okay. Yeah. When I was watching that, the first season of Game of Thrones, I was very confused, but I I knew there's something there, so I was yeah following it. And then by the like by the finale of season one, I was like, okay, I finally know who's what and connections. Okay, Ned Stark. Oh, I'm gonna follow him. He's my favorite character. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm gonna bow down. And I'm gonna yep. hang out to his coattails. I'm putting my bet on Ned Stark mm-hmm. to be the he- the best character of the show forever because he's will be there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like. You know, he's got a good set of hair. If there's any reputation Sean Bean has, it's that he lasts forever. <laughs> That's right. He's got a good set of hair. He doesn't need a haircut at all. You know, right. Yeah. No, no good head on his shoulders. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> but yeah, House of Dragons, I, I really enjoy it actually. Okay. Um, you want, are you going to talk about this? Um, you, could, you could just talk about it. I've got okay. other stuff. I'll, I'll, um, I'm getting into spoilers now. So if you haven't really? seen it yet, please skip forward a little bit or I'm going to ruin it for you. Yeah. Just watch all of Game of Thrones and then watch the two episodes that are out. Right. And then we're on the same page. Finally. Um, I really enjoy Matt Smith's character, Damon. Doctor Who. Doctor Who. <laughs> Uh, Damon Targaryen because uh, he has the most normal name. <laughs> really? Everyone is like Dracarys or whatever. Rainier. I don't know what the, I don't even know any other character's name. It's like they're saying a name and then they cough in the middle of it. <laughs> Uh, I like him because I like him and the the girl. <laughs> I forgot her name. Renaries. Renaries. Yeah. Um, it really feels like they're the two main characters of the show. Yes. And I feel like he is the uncle, right, to her. Yes. So he feels like he does love her and tries to protect her, even though he's putting up this front of being like egotistical and narcissistic and greedy. But at the end of the day, he wouldn't do anything to harm um, Renaries. Is that her name? I think that's right. I think okay. it is Renaries. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I really like that dynamic between them. I think he holds two truths in his heart. Like mm. he he just wants, like he loves his family, but also wants so much for himself. Right. He wants power also. It's like depending on the day, depending on what's laid out in front of him, he might pick one over the other. Mm, right. That's how I see it. And that's kind of fun. I think 
think he's. Uh, I mean, people that read the books know this already, so yeah. I might sound silly say, making predictions if the, <laughs> the everyone know people know what's going to come to the end. But um, I feel like he's like the Jamie Lannister of this series. I, yeah, when I was saying there's not enough charming characters, yeah, he's like all of it as yeah, far as the show. One. He's the only Jamie Lannister. He's the only kind of Tyrion so far. Sure, you know. So that's what I'm saying. Have more characters that are just there, just for like to make the screen fun. Right. Yeah, I do like um, seeing little clues and Easter eggs that connect the two shows. True. Like settings and stuff, but the settings are a little different. Like. The Iron Throne is there's way more iron right now. Way more wicked, yeah. Yeah. Um they make some of the halls like just visually bigger. Yeah. I think either they have more budget or they just wanted to to give it a little different feel from the last show. Right. Yeah. Um there's definitely more dragons. That's the name of the show. <laughs> there's a house of them. <laughs> Uh, but they don't skimp on the like shocks, I think. Mm, shocking right. scenes. Because the first episode, there's a kind of gruesome, surprising scene that the king has to decide and he decides the bloody way. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the show. That's the whole vibe of everything. Yeah. What do you think of the show? I think uh, I want it to be a lot more going on. I feel like okay. it is, even if we're just steadily like one story, like it's kind of this family. Right. Make it go a little bit faster, I think. I think it could be a little bit faster than not, not, you know, there's a lot of pressure on the individuals in the family, but I think they need to put in more houses actually, like they well, had it, in Game of Thrones. Yeah, it is called House of the Dragon. So we're definitely just going to be following the Targaryens most of the time, I think. That's true. But we know something goes on in between then. Mm. So, you know, I would like more drama. Do you think we will see houses and families from the Game of Thrones? Like, will we see the Lannisters and the Starks and Baratheons show up? I think we've seen some of them already. Like, they're just not the main characters, right? Okay. These, I think there's Baratheons already. Oh, really? I, didn't, I haven't catch that. Like, some random knight is a Baratheon. Oh, uh, uh, okay. And then there's, I don't pay attention to them. Yeah. <laughs> they're not kings yet. Yeah. They didn't I don't, I don't give them my little ring of flowers. I don't give it to them. Your uh, favor? Yeah, my In- favor. <laughs> The little crown of, of flowers you made? No. All right. Okay. I I think I'm also confused that there's like new houses that were not in the other show. So I'm like, how did they lose their power like the Targaryens? Right. Like what's going on there? Yeah. I, I, how did they lose favor in the stature of things? Are they around anymore when you think about Game of Thrones time? Well, with the second episode, they definitely foreshadowed like, oh, war is coming. Yeah. So someone's going to lose. Yes, that's true. Okay. And I think I know which side's going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to see it all get laid out, right? Yeah. Uh, but the threat of dragons being around, it's this, right. it does like amp up the consumption. It's, it's not fair. <laughs> right? It's totally not fair. <laughs> How did they find this cheat code in the first place? <laughs> uh, we're getting into their backstory a bit, like their like history. They like mention it here and there, and that's kind of fun. I yeah. like that. About Valyria, whatever. Right, yeah. They're like descendants of the Valyrians. And- they have like a language they didn't have in a... Game of Thrones, I think they just was gone by that time or whatever. Yeah, because no one spoke it. Klingon? Yeah. <laughs> you think um, the Dothraki? That's who I want to see. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think they're just chilling out on their horses. They don't care. They're in the desert. Yeah. I- I'm wondering if like these, the the Westeros people even have gone there yet. Curious mm, about yeah. that. Okay. Well, I-, I-, I do enjoy it a lot already. Uh-huh. So is it only like nine episodes a season? Oh, I honestly don't know. Yeah, okay, I think I- it- it's a... Not a 
super long season. Oh, that's a bummer. I thought it was a full like, Game of Thrones style, whatever. Well, it is the first spinoff, so I, I don't think they want to put all their eggs in this basket, but there are other Game of Thrones shows in the works still. Are you excited about those? I know there's like a Jon Snow sequel coming up. Okay, I know nothing about... Jon Snow? <laughs> Jon Snow. <laughs> I know nothing about the other shows. I know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> So um, we'll see, but if it's if it's about, I could see it being about other houses and other areas of Westeros, other periods, other periods. Yeah, I I, w- I would enjoy them. I think there's one uh, about like ten thousand ships. I think it's the name oh. of the show, and I think it's like another like um, ruler like deciding to just I want to rule the world, and so they're just sending out their ships out. And I think it's like a princess Whoa. like ruler from Dorne. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Do you think in Westeros they'll ever the civilization will ever evolve to modern times <laughs> well it is a period piece it is true true story oh right it was back in the day right yes um no i would <laughs> love to see time travel you think time travel is gonna show up as something like go jump forward two thousand years <laughs> what is it like now what's it like flying a dragon on this with a cell phone <laughs> you're, you're in new westeros now do you even care about this other stuff magic uh, you know, yeah. White Walkers, they're just a bother. At You're this just point. riding the subway with like giants and ogres and stuff. Yeah, they need to get to their jobs too. Yeah. Right. That's the Game of Thrones I want to see. <laughs> Game of Thrones fights for a seat on the bus. <laughs> All right. Uh, I enjoy it. Um, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season. Very cool. Okay. That was House of the Dragons. Uh, I've also been watching a TV show that I just kind of held in my back pocket for a side story. The Boys. Oh, really? Yeah. The yeah. Boys. Um, I don't watch this show and I know it's very popular though. Yeah, that was a thing. When I first watched, I watched like, I didn't even finish the first season when it first came out. I watched half of it. I felt like it gives me a feeling of being kind of gross, kind of icky, right? It's okay. it's very crude. It's uh, yeah, it, it's going raunchy. for that raunchy, um, gory. I kind of felt like it's doing that for the sake of being gory, for the sake of being raunchy. It's trying to be opposite of like Marvel, right? And it is a commentary on Marvel and Justice League. That's what it's yeah. for. Like literally, the comic book writer that wrote the original hated superheroes, mm. so they're just like. I'm going to make them look like idiots. Yeah. A quick summary. There's like, like Superman was evil basically. And there's like, he's behind them is an evil corporation. Yeah. That's it. Right. So you, then, you're caught up. I'm caught up now. Okay. Uh, I watched it all and I grew to really love the show. Wow. Really? Because it's just, it's got great character development, I feel like. And it's just, you just can't beat that. I know it's super popular. Everyone watches it. And I have seen the first season. Yeah. But I, I decided not to continue. I don't know. Maybe I, I need to pick it up again. I would say just keep watching it. It gets better because I feel like we grew to love the characters that are mm. the main characters. Yeah. Like this team of uh, like characters that just re- do not like the superheroes and is trying yeah. to take them down. Just regular old folk. And I feel like each of them, I grew to really like each of them for their own reason. Okay. Like the main guy, Huey, he's just such a plain character, but mm-hmm. I feel for him and his conflicts about wanting to take down superheroes. Right. I yeah. Know, for some reason. Each of them, the other characters on his team are also broken in their own way, which I mm-hmm. find super interesting. Like one of them has like OCD, this other one has a drug problem, and they're all like a team trying to take them down. Right. And I feel like 
also oh the my favorite character is the worst like person right the the main character i think it's everyone's favorite character homelander okay because he's like the super superman that's just an awful like narcissist right just yeah i remember from anything. the first season some terrible stuff and you're gonna still not like him by the, <laughs> by the time you, you catch up but there are moments where you they like you could he's kind of empathetic oh really and those are the moments that are like can I feel for this guy? Can I relate to him? And I, I can't fully, can't. I can't fully like, you know, wash away his, his doings, mm-hmm. but it's like those little moments where you just, you, you question it for a second. All right. And those are fun, honestly. He kind of convinced me to watch it again. Yeah. I like it. And it, because I'm teetering on that, that's the fun part about it. All right. And, uh, it's also a show, a comic that was, it's pretty old. Now I think it's maybe like early 2000s, right? So it's sure. the topics, the politics are not what it is today, but the show is making the politics of today. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I think updating it. like season two and three, you're dealing with like, you know, woke people or mm. or the far right and stuff like that. And those are the people that are like looking up to the heroes, like like they're politicians almost. Okay. And it's kind of like when TV shows comment on that, you feel cringy, right? Right. Like they're just using it. They're just, just using trending. it to get trans, to get clicks or whatever. But I feel like the show does it well. It doesn't make either side too like good. And uh-huh. I think that's how it is in real life too. So. Okay. Oh, man. I know they added more characters throughout the seasons. Yeah. Do you like the additions? I do. Yeah. The latest season, they introduced a character that's kind of really fun. Okay. I, re- I really like that character. And it digs into the whole like history of the... This, it's at the end of the day, it's still comic book, so I still mm-hmm. like the mythos of it all. Yeah, which is still kind of fun and in inner workings of how this character is related and all that. All it's right, still, it's still enjoyable. And like the big reveals of it all, uh, it's still there, and I really like it. There's three seasons out. There's three seasons out now on Amazon. Yeah, it's. I get it. Why people like it so much. I think it's like the most popular show on Amazon. I can believe it. Yeah, it's literally like every ad, right? Yeah. When you open up the Amazon app. Yeah. It's always on my like social media, but I, I don't know why I can't get the, the oomph to watch it. I was the same way. And I kind of just kept watching because I literally had nothing to do at the time. I think mm-hmm. I mean, this is when you were sick and I was like, I'm just going to watch this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just have to have something to binge. And it was worth it. It's a good show. Uh, I'll, I'll give it another shot. I think you should. I think you'll grow to like the characters. I think they're filming season four now that it started i'm excited i'm honestly like this is a oh, show yeah. i like okay i gotta watch the it. cartoon there's like a spin-off diabolical i, I yeah. honestly don't know anything about that but uh i am i'm questioning if i should watch it or not mm. i wonder if there's gonna be other spin-offs like i'm kind of invested in this world now just it's just another comic <laughs> book universe i can get into all right that's the boys I'll, I'll check it out yeah honestly the the raunchy like sex stuff yeah i just kind of skipped through it i, I don't really want to see it <laughs> I'm not approved about other like movies or TV shows, but I, this was like where I'm like, this is kind of gross. I'm just going <laughs> to scrub past this. What's gross is that um, the like Aquaman looking guy. Yeah. <laughs> I know the scene where he like takes off his shirt. I'm like, oh, I got to skip this. <laughs> he, okay. Worst things happen later on. Okay, so. great. It's All one right. of those. I'm kind of too scared to watch it now. <laughs> that, that, guy's, that guy's a piece of crap. <laughs> All right, I will. I'll give it another shot. Okay. Okay. The boys. All right. Um, we'll be back next week. So don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss it. Um, just look up Reader Copy Podcast in your podcast app and hit the follow button. We know you're loving all of this comic book goodness. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're at the Reader Copy Podcast. Let's chat over there. All right. Uh, until then, do you have an outro? If you like what we had to say about the book, pick it up and read your copy. Bye bye. See ya. <laughs> 
Error. 